Good evening, Dumb Nation. Dumb Nation stands for the Don't Unfriend Me's. It's coined by a listener. It's not supposed to be offensive. Please don't take it that way. But if you are offended, just wait. I promise you, you will probably even be more offended in a few seconds. Paul Pelosi. No, we're not talking about a month and a half ago when he had wee too many martoonies and decided to drive a car and play slaloms with road cones. No, no, not that time. This is a story that happened at 2 a.m. And there was an assault that took place. No, it wasn't in Chicago. No, it wasn't freezing that night. No, they didn't go to a subway. And no, there wasn't two MAGA supporters that put a noose around somebody's neck and poured bleach. That was Juicy Smollett. This is Paul Pelosi. And this is about the assault that took place at his residence with a hammer. It's a thumping good time, folks. Hopefully I hit the nail on the head. Just sit back and eat some cracker jacks. A carpenter needs a good belt. Okay, that's enough. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture, and China. And full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Thanks for watching Breaking Truth. And please don't forget to subscribe, like, share, and follow. Yes, please do that if you would not mind. Who am I? My name is Matthew Spear, and I am the host of Don't Unfriend Me and Breaking Truth, which is a 5, 10, 15-minute segment that we do every night, Monday through Friday. And then we have a live show at 8.30, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, with Amy, Leroy, and I. Stop on by, say hello, join us, all that other stuff. (sighs) What are we talking about? Well, we're talking about Paul Pelosi. We understand this. We've had that conversation at the beginning of the show. And please understand, folks, it's a joke. We grew up with Andrew Dice Clay and Eddie Murphy, Delirious and Raw, Sam Kinison. I think we can handle a joke or two. Can you imagine if every comedian had to say, excuse me, before we go ahead and make a joke about Paul Pelosi, let's go ahead and say thoughts and prayers. Can you imagine the routine? It would be days long. It would be like Lord of the Lord of the Rings without the long walking and no plot. I'm going to go ahead and talk to you about Paul Pelosi. I don't know anything about that instance. I wasn't there. I didn't see it. That instance was captured in time and the fog of war, and nobody knows all the details. Now, there's rumors, right-wing conspiracy theorists are out there saying it was two hammers. It's his gay lover and all this. Okay, first of all, you're just as nuts as the left. Stop it. Let's just wait until we have all the facts. And the facts that we have right now that are incontrovertible are... That when you want to go ahead and assign blame to someone's actions, that that person should be responsible for those actions, not a group of people. It's the actions of one. Now, Democrats will tell you that all this crazy rhetoric about stolen elections and January 6th and Donald Trump caused this on Nancy Pelosi, but nobody will specifically say that maybe Nancy Pelosi has chosen some very bad things when it comes to her career, and so has her husband. If people want to make her a target, it's not okay. It's not acceptable. But in this case, this isn't about political ideology. It's about a crazy person who did something 
that we're going to talk about. And when you want to go ahead and blame one party and you want to assign blame to one party, you can go ahead and do that like January 6th and say that we're the party of violence when you can look at BLM and you've gotten us beat by about 216 riots times our one. Now I say our because it's been assigned to Republicans, even though I had nothing to do with it and most people had nothing to do with the BLM riots. Somehow every crazy thing in the United States boils down to this. Are they black? Nope. Are they a white shooter? Yes. Are they, are they a lefty or a righty? Lefty or a righty? Lefty or righty? They're a righty. Double score. White and conservative? Run it. They're black? Are they a lefty or a righty? They're left. Let's bury it on page 46. That seems to be the way that things are done nowadays, and this is no different. I want you to watch a clip when Rand Paul was attacked. You know when he was on his mower? Not his push mower, his ride-along mower, and he broke six ribs. Nice guy. I actually kind of like him. Here is the video today on the incident that left Senator Rand Paul with six broken ribs. This might be one of my favorite stories, although, of course, we don't uh, want to. Uh, clearly, Senator Paul is still struggling. Paul's neighbor, Rene Boucher, is accused of beating the senator. What's up with the French people? This 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 other guy who attacked uh, Pelosi was Depop or Depop or Depip. I don't know. Depop, we'll call him. It doesn't matter. What's up with all the Frenchies attacking people? Whatever. The point is, is that that video, you know, the producer, the executive producer was like, dude, shush, don't say that. But the problem is, is that that was the, those were the democratic talking points on many times that Republicans were singled out and attacked by random people. And it didn't matter whether they were left, right, up, down. The ghosting of those stories were absolutely 100% obvious and paramount by design. The Paul Pelosi story, we already have a narrative. People are saying, get well, Paul, I hope he's okay. He was attacked because of Nancy Pelosi's policy. This guy was a Green Party person who happened to believe in January 6th, took issue with the way Nancy Pelosi did things in the country, was a basket weaver or a hemp farmer or some crap like that. This guy doesn't sound like a, uh, like a, like a righty. He lived in Berkeley. That's like a vampire living on holy ground. It's not necessarily (sighs) copacetic to survival. Everyone remembers this. This is Maxine Waters. Maxine Waters really doesn't like Republicans. And she tells everyone that can listen to her to go attack, to go be rabble rousers, to go get in their face and be confrontational. That is one example of the rhetoric since 2016. And I will say this, and just to make sure I'm, I'm clarifying, I made a meme and this meme said, it was a picture of a hammer on a guy's belt. And it basically said, uh, this is a, a semi-fully automatic assault hammer um, and open carry in San Francisco. And people, most people are laughing. I mean, even liberals are laughing. It's actually a funny joke. And it's not talking about Paul Pelosi. It's talking about the hypocrisy of gun control and how crazy people will find ways to do harm, whether there's guns or not. And the point here is this guy had zip ties, his underwear and and a hammer and still was able to execute this crime. 
No gun was needed. And we don't need 96 stabbings in Tokyo, Japan subway to identify this. Bad things happen when bad people have intent. But if we look through this, here are some other situations that took place. And these situations, to be completely honest, are not exclusive to just one party or another. And that's the most important thing because they are exclusive to Republicans. It's the reaction in 2016, how you didn't hear anything about these. And these might be a shock to you. So let's go through it together. When House Republicans were practicing for a congressional baseball game, most people know about this. They were shot by a liberal supporter and volunteer for 2016 presidential candidate Bernie Sanders. Sanders said he was sickened by the shooting and recently dismissed liberal charges that Trump was to blame for the Pittsburgh synagogue slayings. Nice to see Bernie Sanders. Listen, you may not like Bernie's policy, but at least he's honest, and at least he says what he is. He's a socialist, but he's also a pretty down-to-earth guy when it means comparing uh, and apples to oranges and keeping on, on, on topic. In June 2017, California Rep. Maxine Waters, as you saw here, said to Trump team members, if you couldn't hear her clearly, if you see anybody from the cabinet in a restaurant, in a department store, at a gasoline station, you get out and you create a crowd and you push back on them and you tell them they're not welcome anymore, anywhere. The Senate tried to censure her, as I said. It was a serious thing. What about when Sarah Sanders was on the White House press secretary podium and her group had to leave a Virginia restaurant shortly after that day at work because of their work for Trump. Quote, this feels like the moment in our democracy when people have to make uncomfortable actions and decisions to uphold their morals, said Redhead Restaurant co-owner Stephanie Wilkinson. What about the White House top aide, Stephen Miller? He was verbally assaulted at two restaurants in Washington, D.C., Homeland Security Secretary Kristen Nielsen was met with shouting protesters at a Washington restaurant, part of a social media pop-up assault, and they were all white, of course, demanding that they put their fists in the air, like they just don't care. Senator Ted Cruz and his wife were shouted out of a restaurant by anti-Brett Kavanaugh protesters. You also remember that the anteroom chambers of SCOTUS and the Senate floor was stormed by protesters who broke into the building and kicked in the doors. But once again, nobody called it an insurrection that day. I wonder why. Well, because it didn't fit the narrative. California congressional candidate Rudy Peters, who is challenging Democratic uh, uh, Representative Eric Swalwell, you know Eric Swalwell, who has the Chinese spies that he sleeps with, narrowly escaped a stabbing attempt in September. Peters' attacker, Farzad Fazili, shouted disparaging remarks about Republicans before attempting to stab the GOP candidate with a switchblade, police said. How about Democrat Senator Cory Booker, you know, Spartacus, in July urged liberal advocates to get up in the face of some Congress people. Hillary Rodham Clinton said Democrats shouldn't be civil to Republicans until they win back control of Washington, she said. You cannot be civil with a political party that wants to destroy what you stand for and what you care about. Go Hillary. Former Obama Attorney General Eric Holder, you know, the gun runner to Mexico, junked former First Lady Michelle Obama's call for civility when he told supporters, quote, Michelle always says when they go low, we go high. No, no. When they go low, we kick them. He said, adding, that's what this Democratic Party's all about. We're proud as hell to be Democrats. We're willing to fight for the ideals of the Democratic Party. The wife of Republican Colorado Senator Cory Gardner said that she received graphic text messages with a video of a beheading after he voted to confirm Kavanaugh. An operative with Democratic political group American Bridge was arrested in March for assaulting a female staffer in President Donald Trump's administration. The liberal operative allegedly shoved the woman, 
a press secretary for Interior Secretary Ryan Zinke, to the floor as he chased after Zink. When Kavanaugh arrived at the Supreme Court to take his seat, a mob pounded on the doors. Like I said of the Supreme Court, they yelled, no justice, no peace. They also threatened his life, and nobody seemed to care. During those Kavanaugh hearings, Maine Republican Senator Susan Collins received potentially deadly mailing of ricin at her home. Today's incident, quote, is the latest in a series of threats against Senator Collins, her loved ones, and her staff, said spokesperson Annie Clark. The same American Bridge operative, operative Wilford Stark was arrested Tuesday for allegedly chasing and assaulting Nevada gubernatorial nominee Adam Laxalt's campaign manager. Stark was charged with battery for the attack, which left the woman bruised as well as terrified and traumatized. The campaign manager for Nevada GOP gubernatorial candidate Adam Laxalt was allegedly grabbed and yanked by that operative. Politics is a little bit aggressive these days, but this is just insane. I've never seen anything like it, said Bruce Kristen Davidson. By the way, the group is funded by George Soros, but once again, he's a perfect human being, and the rights just fascination with him is unfounded. Two Minnesota state GOP candidates say they were attacked and punched by political foes. Vandals in July threw a brick through the window of the Nebraska Republican Party's headquarters. Republican staffers found a spray-painted message beneath the broken window. It said, abolish ICE. Laramie, Wyoming, Republican office was set on fire. Case of arson, according to police. Churches. Trump supporters. People wearing MAGA hats. People who go to rallies. People who disagree with other people are getting beat up and getting attacked on the street. They've been murdered. They've been pulled out of their cars and pummeled. Their houses have been attacked. Flags have been burned. Trump supporters have had signs in their yards torn up, defecated on the front porch. These things have been happening since 2016. Let's not also forget the BLM riots. And although many of those protests were peaceful, I absolutely understand. I had many friends who were involved that didn't do anything other than march. And that is fine. That is legal. And it's okay in our country. What is not are the 208 some odd that led to over $2 billion in damages that were classified as riots. So much for mostly peaceful. This narrative is dangerous. I don't want Paul Pelosi to have harm done upon him. I don't want anyone to have harm done upon them. But we need to have people be responsible and accountable for the things they say and things that they do. Democrats have been calling for this. Democrats have escalated this conversation to a point of no return. Republicans are sick of it. More importantly, far-right activists, who I don't associate with, and most Republicans don't either, just as much as Democrats don't associate with Antifa or BLM, that is extreme in what they do. It comes down to this. The story is very weird. 2 a.m. in the morning, Paul Pelosi in his underwear, this guy in his underwear. There was one hammer involved. He knew his name. He was charging his phone in the bathroom. The intruder allowed him to make a call unaccompanied to the bathroom. And then he used code that his friend was in the house named Dave. And they what are on a first name basis. It's all very, very strange. And who cares if people want to question it? You know what else also sounded really strange? O.J. Simpson. The original story changed constantly. January 6th, the story has changed. Afghanistan, the withdrawal from Afghanistan, the story's changed. Ukraine and bioweapon labs. The fog of war is imminent. And this is what happens when you rush to story. 
I just did a show on this with Carrie Lake, how the media immediately accused her of breaking into a rival's campaign headquarters when it had nothing to do with her. This is what happens when you try to get the story first versus trying to get the story right. I recommend that we have some patience. The penitent person will prevail here. The person who takes a knee and just waits for this to go and not when the anthem's going. The person who just kind of allows all the facts to come out. But the interesting thing is it seems that the facts are already out. And Paul Pelosi did everything he could to save his precious wife, who wasn't even there. Where was the alarm system? Why didn't Paul Pelosi wake up? Why was the glass out to the outside of the break-in? These are all questions. And when you leave people to their own mindsets and their own microcosm of thinking in a vacuum, they're going to come up with all sorts of answers. But that's why we need to stop doing the hypothesis type thing. This is why the media needs to just wait. Let it all come out, and people will not necessarily have credence with what they say. But when you throw out a bunch of conjecture with no fact, people are going to counteract that. And this is how disinformation is spread. Here's my thought. Paul Pelosi, I hope he's okay. He has a fractured skull. Nancy Pelosi was in Washington. Where was the security team? I don't know. But ultimately, this is not a Republican initiative. There's nothing in the party platform that talks about this. There is a whole bunch of vitriolic language that's absolutely abhorrent, which is causing this type of dissension and division in the United States of America. And it needs to stop. It starts with Democrats not spreading a story that this guy's a Republican. And then the next situation that takes place, let's make sure that the Republicans don't do the same thing to the Democrats. This is an unfortunate circumstance. Everything will play out. And until then, we should wait and get all the facts. As that wonderful detective used to say, just the facts, ma'am. Just the facts. Who did that? I know uh, Dan Aykroyd played this detective in the new Dragnet. Wasn't it something web Jack Webb. I think that's what it was. Somebody fact check me. Folks, thank you so much for watching. My name is Matthew Spear. I'm the host of Don't Unfriend Me. And occasionally I'll expose with myself. Veteran Crisis Hotline, 1-800-273-8255. 22 veterans commit suicide a day. During this time of year, it increases up to 25 to 26 a day. Please reach out to a vet. This number is free of charge. Provide it to them. And I promise you, they will thank you. This is the beginning of healing and recovery. Thanks for watching. If you would do me one favor, please give me a follow like, share, and subscribe at Don't Unfriend Me Show across social media. I'm over on Twitter at The Dumb Show, and since it's free, you can follow me over there. I would love to have you. And stop by Don'tUnfriendMe.com for some cool shirts, some coffee, some mugs, and all of that. I will see you tonight at 8.30 and then tomorrow with another show. God bless, and thank you for watching. Thanks for watching Breaking Truth, and please don't forget to subscribe, like, share, and follow.